The Steelers are signaling that another Super Bowl is close. But is it? Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. As the NFL prepares to crown its 57th Super Bowl champion on Sunday night, the Steelers are sitting home, biding their time, and fully believing they're on track to get back to the big game. I mean, every single move the Steelers didn't make early this offseason communicates this quiet confidence. Off-criticized offensive coordinator Matt Canada is back, and the Steelers' coaching staff will remain largely unchanged, save for a few guys taking some bigger jobs elsewhere. Nowhere is this Steelers' status quo more pronounced than at the very top with Mike Tomlin all but entrenched to lead the team for basically as long as he likes. An exaggeration, you say? Not at all. None other than Steelers president and team owner Art Rooney II said as much, telling media outlets that he doesn't really evaluate Tomlin from year to year. As long as the Steelers' second-longest tenured coach wants to remain with the team, Rooney will keep him. Upcoming season will be Tomlin's 17th at the helm, and he signed through 2024. But that's not good enough for Rooney. He's already talking yet another extension for his head coach long before the most pivotal season in Pittsburgh even begins. Shouldn't Rooney wait and see whether his team is actually on the right path? as all these off-season non-moves signal. And what should be the benchmark of Pittsburgh's progress? How do we measure this team? The once Sterling Steelers standard, season in and season out, had been Super Bowl or bust. But a team lacking a single solitary playoff win in six long years can no longer measure up to that lofty yardstick. On the other hand, I defy you to find anyone in the 412 area code content with the newer measure for Steelers' success, that being the now-tired Tomlin streak of 16 non-losing seasons. Sure, that accomplishment might merit a footnote in NFL history, but it smacks of mediocrity as if the once-proud city of championships, accustomed to stuffing its trophy case with six Lombardies, should be content with 500 football? It would be laughable if it wasn't so sad. I don't know that anyone is expecting the Steelers to vault all the way back to the Super Bowl in quarterback Kenny Pickett's second year. But the sunken Steelers' standard does need to be raised for this upcoming season. For a team so seemingly confident that it's on the right track, would it be too much to ask for double-digit wins and at least one playoff victory? There was a time, not too long ago, when this was all but a given in Steelers Nation. For 2023, it should be the bare minimum stepping stone proving 
Pittsburgh's pro football team is really on a sustainable path toward the ultimate NFL goal, that being a Super Bowl championship. Otherwise, the closest the Steelers will get to the big game is those fading reruns of Super Bowl glory's past. Blink of an eye, the once fresh triumphs in Super Bowls 40 and 43 seem as distant to a new generation of young Steelers fans as the glory days of the 70s were for their parents. Now, the Steelers believe they do have a franchise quarterback in Kenny Pickett. They think they have a dynastic coach in the form of Mike Tomlin, a one-two punch at running back in Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. They have stars at tight end in Pat Fryermuth and receiver in George Pickens. They have a game-changer at edge rusher in T.J. Watt, pro bowlers in Cam Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick. With off-season additions along the offensive and defensive line, plus a shutdown corner and an upgrade at middle linebacker, as the most obvious moves, this team is a playoff contender. Well, at least that's the signal the Steelers are sending, and that's the hopium they are selling. The only thing left to do is to start winning playoff games. A new Steelers standard should begin with that, and it must be strictly applied in 2023. It's time to put up or seriously consider blowing it all up. No team can escape big changes forever. The slow and steady Steelers have already fallen too far behind the AFC's rising reigning powers. The line to punch a Super Bowl ticket begins in Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Los Angeles, Baltimore, even Jacksonville. Pittsburgh must demand the proof of a playoff win in 2023 to demonstrate that their beloved Steelers are even in the same stadium with the cream of the AFC. The Steelers' supposed right track must lead to real results. We have much more on the new Steelers' standard, how it has to be enforced in 2023, and what the team is doing to get there in this edition of the Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column, First Thing, every Thursday on Penn Live. It'll be packed with plenty of memes bringing the Steelers' debate of the moment to life and to laughs. Right now, let's get right to it. Surely the Steelers think they are on the right track to getting back to a Super Bowl. But again, question is, are they? Here's Paul Zeiss with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette digging deeper into the Steelers' no-big-changes approach to the upcoming 2023 season. Will it get them any closer to that Super Bowl goal, or will it produce more of the same, namely that 9-8 and eight mediocrity? Zeiss writes this, quote, There are no significant coaching changes, no moves in the front office, and very few significant moves will be made to dramatically change this roster. That's the approach teams that go 12-5 and five and win a few playoff games might take. But the Steelers were never, nowhere close to that. And for the first time in the Super Bowl era, they are going to go six seasons in a row without a playoff win. It's not surprising because 
That is the approach the Steelers always seem to take, slow and steady, favoring stability over change. And it could be a good plan if what they showed down the stretch wasn't fool's gold and propelled, propped up by an incredibly weak schedule in the final nine weeks. This thing, it might work out well for the Steelers, and that's the desired outcome of this offseason of holding the line and making minimal changes. Maybe the improvement shown over the course of the season by Matt Canada will continue and the offense will pick up momentum during training camp and become really good. And maybe the defense wasn't a product of playing terrible quarterbacks down the stretch, and maybe it is that good. Of course, maybe the offense that averaged 18 points and less than two touchdowns per game and produced only 12 passing touchdowns for the entire season wasn't a mirage. And if that is the case, it could make for a long, uncomfortable season. The Steelers seem to be choosing stability and seem to be taking the conservative route. But I think they are gambling, to be honest. And if they lose on this gamble, the next offseason needs to be a complete rebuild from the coaching staff into the roster. That's what should be at stake, and the standard for next season would be at least one game improvement during the regular season and a playoff berth and a playoff win. It could be they are on the road to returning to contention, but it also could be they are stuck in that area between really good and bad. And that, the worst place to be, unquote. Hey, that's a great take from Paul Zizi and kind of mirrors my thinking that this is 2023 is when we put up or shut up. It's a pivotal year in Pittsburgh, as I have said, and it's time for the Steelers to deliver or we got to go back to the, the drawing board beginning, I think, right at the top. Because you know what? A seven-year stretch without a playoff win in Pittsburgh is simply unacceptable in Steelers Nation, a nation raised on Super Bowl wins. As for the team's football fate next season, all eyes, of course, will be on Kenny Pickett in his all-important sophomore season in 2023. But what of the original 2022 starter, that being Mitch Trubitsky? The Steelers are professing that they want to keep Mitch, but can they? Well, here's Jerry Dulac with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette breaking down this rather complicated case of the Steelers' backup QB situation. Dulac writes this, quote, The Steelers have to decide if they want to pay a backup quarterback $8 million in salary, not counting incentives, and have him count $10.6 million against the salary cap in 2023. That would make the 28-year-old Trubitsky among the highest-paid backups in the league, if not the highest. And Trubisky has to decide if he wants to forget the disappointment and discontent of what happened to him in 2022 and accept what would be the highest single-season payday of his seven-year career. It might not be as simple as it sounds. Steelers cannot simply restructure Trubisky's contract to lessen his cap hit because he's in the final year of a two-year deal. They would have to sign him to a new contract and add voidable years if they wanted to convert his salary into a signing bonus. 
They could also ask him to take a pay cut. But all of that would require Trubisky agreeing to such a deal, and the chances of that are probably not very good. What's more, it would create an untenable situation at the position because Mason Rudolph, an unrestricted free agent, has no intention of resigning with the Steelers after being demoted last season. Despite unexpectedly losing his starting job just three and a half weeks into the season and not being very happy about it, Trubisky put all that aside and played remarkably well on three occasions when he had to step in and replace Pickett. In those three games, he completed 48 of 64 attempts for 599 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. His passer rating was 94.46. But it wasn't just the way Trubisky performed in relief that excited the coaching staff. They liked the way he worked with Pickett and often helped him during games with opposing defenses, despite everything that happened. What the Steelers are scheduled to pay Trubisky this season might not be too costly because of the money they will save with Rudolph, who earned $3 million in salary and counted $4 million against the cap last season. That's a large amount for a third-team quarterback who was inactive for 16 of the 17 games. Any quarterback they bring in or draft to be the number three would not earn nearly as much at most, half of that, unquote. Again, that's Jerry Dulac breaking down the complicated backup situation for the Steelers at quarterback, but from the sound of it, it's also doable. So we probably should expect Mitch to be back in black and gold in 2023, and frankly, it's good insurance, I believe, at that all-important NFL position. Well, we have the Super Bowl, uh, awaiting us, the Eagles versus the Chiefs. But before the championship is settled, the 2023 draft evaluations have begun in the NFL. All of this kicked off in earnest at last week's Senior Bowl. And the Steelers were there doing some shopping. On their list, high on it, is offensive linemen, as we told you last week. But also in their wish list is a so-called physical cornerback. What does that mean? Well, Ray Fittipaldo, again with Post-Gazette, interviewed Steelers assistant Grady Brown, who coached at the Senior Bowl with an eye toward fulfilling the Steelers' needs at corner. Here's how Brown, entering his third season as defensive back coach with the Steelers, sized up what the team's looking for at this, again, very important position. Fittipaldo writes, quote, the Steelers are in the market to add a young defensive back or two in the mix this offseason. This draft is loaded with quality defensive backs, especially cornerbacks. So what are the Steelers looking for? Brown, whose secondary accounted for 18 of the 20 interceptions the Steelers had last season, described the prototypical corner that Pittsburgh needs. Quote, have to take the ball away. My last year playing was 98, and the game is so different now with these offenses. In our division alone, with Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson, we have to take the ball out of Nick Chubb's stomach as much as we can for us to win that game. We're going to preach takeaways, whether it's forced fumbles or interceptions. Unquote. From Brown. Now we go back. Fittipaldo, who says, well, 
turnovers are important, but Brown indicated that anyone who wants to play for the Steelers, even defensive backs who considered, you know, diminutive at times, has to check an additional box too. They have to be able to tackle, hence the Pittsburgh physical cornerback. Back to Brown, who said this, describing what that is. Quote, the first thing we have to do in our division is we have to tackle. Cleveland is going to make you tackle. Baltimore is going to make you tackle. You have to tackle Joe Mixon. You have to tackle all of those guys. It's not just a cover situation in our division. You have to be a willing tackler. If you put on film and you can't tackle, it's going to be hard for you to play. In addition to coverage and press coverage, in addition to be able to catch the football, you have to be a complete player for what we need, unquote. Okay, that's good stuff from Paldo and from Brown, but it's also a tall order at corner for the Steelers to fill, especially since our team hasn't had a great track record of drafting at this position. Maybe the new regime in the GM's office will get it right this time. Hey, for the sake of 2023, and finally starting to measure up to the Steelers' standard, they had better get it right. Well, that is it for now for the Steelers' update. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody, and then we'll be back to it here next Wednesday, looking at how the Super Bowl turned out, what it means for the NFL, and the direction of, you know, what 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 positions are ascendant and, and for the draft and for the Steelers and how they begin to measure up, not to the Steelers' standard anymore, to the standard that's in the NFC and the AFC that we're going to see in the Super Bowl. That's the standard. And right now, the Steelers are far from it. But 2023 will tell the tale if they're getting close. And we'll cover it all here every Wednesday with your Steelers Update Podcast. Sign up to get it automatically. And, of course, log on to PennLive.com for your real-time Steelers news.